Welcome to this week's Wrestle This podcast with Rich Montavo and the Empress of Belts, Miss Honey in the Bank herself, Heather Montavo. Hello. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since our last show, uh, but we were uh, kind of looking to do a prediction show for this upcoming Stomping Ground show. Um, it's been kind of a mixed bag on our way to this show. We figured uh, we'll do kind of a, a, a quick list to catch us up on what we feel has uh, happened along with uh, the product in general. Uh, my first uh, subject, I will I would choose kind of the lead up to this Stomping Grounds. It's been a show that it, it, it the show was just announced maybe a couple months ago, and um, it wasn't something. It seemed like it was a thrown together thing basically to kind of follow up to the the Saudi show. Um, but overall, even the storylines, there hasn't been much kind of leading up to this. There is Shane kind of overexposed right now. There, he's just everywhere. He, it, it's he's on both Raw as well as SmackDown, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, that's kind of one of the big things, and them kind of focusing on Lacey right now um, as an opponent again for uh, Becky, and I, I'm just not feeling it. It. I, she doesn't feel like she deserves this spot, and I I, I still feel it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would have to agree. It's kind of slapped together. I I mean, I couldn't. I all of a sudden this pay per view was upon us, and it's like, where, where did this come from? What's happening here? And you know, as we get into the predictions, um, like I think with you mentioned Shane and Lazy, I don't think that's those are the only folks that have kind of been either overexposed or over push to to the highlights yeah uh, the, the one good thing i liked about the stomping ground thing is the promo between lacy and becky where they were going back and forth with the the boots are made for walking that was kind of cool i didn't like that uh they did do it one more time but it was only lacy by herself and it was for smackdown i know it's a small yeah, thing i, I remember I, that <laughs> yeah it kind of bothered me i was like oh come on but i did like them going back and forth and that was kind of a, a cool thing and it there's not many times where you'll see the women kind of as the face of a pay-per-view. A lot of times it's the the males that kind of get the focus and it was kind of cool. At least that was a positive point with uh, this upcoming kind of stale. But overall, um, this was my first choice for the quick list because when it came down to it, um, this is kind of emblematic of what's wrong, I feel. And I don't mean to be too far like down on the the WWE, but the creative side of things, the over reliance and chain, the wild card rule has basically led to uh, SmackDown kind of feeling like a secondhand show where you're just going to see a bunch of replays from Raw, you're going to see the storylines bleed into um, SmackDown with no real, and the, the guys who are there, like without a doubt, the gals and the the guys on SmackDown, they're doing their best, like they're with what the the time they do have to show, they're doing great, but there's so much time given over to Shane and his storyline, but uh, that, that's pretty much why that that's kind of at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, should I start with my list? Yeah. Okay, you see it? So I thought it would be good to kind of run down the Saudi Arabia Super Showdown. Um, to recap, we did not uh, fully cover this pay-per-view, which for reasons you can <laughs> view in our previous podcast, but I just wanted to like mention my thoughts about it. I didn't think it was great. Um, you know, one the biggest thing that came out of it was Undertaker and Gol- Goldberg had that, it was the main event <laughs> match, which was completely botched. Goldberg was, you know, ended up bleeding. I think they had to call the match kind of early. Um, what was it? Undertaker did kind of a botched tombstone on Goldberg. It was just, it was just not pretty. And it just like kind of calls to light that, you know, these wrestlers, while they were great in their heyday, um, should probably not be made inventors anymore. Um, and then there was that whole thing with the 50 man, um, battle royale, which ended up being 51 men, <laughs> apparently. So someone can't count. Um, but the um, Saudi Arabian um, Mansour 
won that match, which was a real um, crowd pleaser. So, I mean, I guess the audience was real happy with that. If that was their intended outcome, that, then I think the WWE did their job. But I don't think for the rest of us, it, it, it was a big hit. Yeah. Um, like when it came to just that show in general, you can see that there's some changes from the last time we, we were there. Um, and I am not fully aware of the culture over there. So I, I don't want it to, to me for me to come off as a unknowing American and just like judging. But um, the last show, there was all those couches and the, the gentlemen and the families uh, seemed to be mostly of the royal family. So they were all wearing the same kind of white clothing and everything. Uh, this time around, it seemed like there were a lot more, I would say, fans um, possibly on that side. Probably still part of the family, the, the royal family, but... Maybe, the, I don't know, like the princes and the, the kind of like the, the lesser of the, the family, but it they weren't wearing that same clothing. There were, because I, I would say, honestly, and as much as we didn't love these shows and the whole idea behind them, we did, we have watched the other ones as well. And all you saw were people on their phones on the last mm -hmm. shows. Then the, And this, you actually saw the fans. You saw enthusiasm. You saw a want to watch a show. I want to see what's going to happen. So... Like you said, the whole Mansoor thing, yeah, it, it's someone of their own winning, and, and it, it's kind of, yeah, oh, yeah, obviously they're going to do that. But it was cool to see the enthusiasm from everyone um, and the way they reshot it. I, I hope it was a conscious thing where they were like, you know what, we, we want to see a little more from our, our fans because we know there are fans. This shouldn't be just a showing of their ability in Saudi Arabia to have the WWE over there. It should be another show and it should be the WWE universe because it's supposed to be everywhere. Cody's uh, over there and you can see it in the fans. And um, that was kind of a, a positive point. Um, otherwise the show was kind of eh, like overall, like it was, it felt very long. The 51 man battle Royal, um, was very weird, very, um, there were a lot of times where everyone froze for, like, action to happen in the middle, and you see that a lot with the Royal Rumble and other things like that, but I don't know, it, it was just, it seemed like such a big gimmick, um, other than that, that led into the over 50-year-old man <laughs> battle royale between, um, a Goldberg who, First led to the ring with his head already bleeding because he most likely did his, which he's been known to do, his kind of psyching him up for a match, which is hitting his head against a dang wall. So he hit himself to begin the match before he was in the ring. Um, and then he literally ran into a ring post with his forehead, which further uh, caused a problem. And he was kind of out for the rest of the match after that. He basically concussed himself and just continued. And like you said earlier, the botched, uh, tombstone attempt that no doubt further was probably it caused slightly by him already being out of it and not being able to grip onto the hips of the undertaker and him kind of basically making himself fall in the head. And then undertaker's knees kind of giving out like the, the old man that he is. It was just, it was rough to see it. It's rough to see people you've looked up to and um, you were excited about in the past kind of do something just for a paycheck. And this just didn't feel like an enthusiasm thing. And it could have been enthusiasm on Goldberg's part, but it was an over-enthusiasm for him to knock himself out even on the way to the ring. Like, you do what you have to to get your psyched up, yourself psyched up for uh, to get in the ring. But still, it just seemed like overdoing. And um, Otherwise... It, it was just an okay show. Um, just, I don't know. There wasn't much to pull out of it. No. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, this kind of leads me into the 24-7 belt because uh, that was kind of involved with the overall show over there in Saudi. Uh, Truth did lose the belt on the tarmac to Jinder, I believe it was. And Jinder excitingly kind of ran into the plane and uh, over the trip to Saudi Arabia, ended up losing it to uh, R-Truth. Uh, it was great to see him pull like, Whisper, trying to find gender, and finally uh, getting a, a ref to to count it for him and pinning gender while he was asleep. But overall, the 24-7 belt in general, I feel, has been a success. It is, yes, it is a jokey, jokey thing. They have tons of 
wrestlers that should be wrestling, but this is something that should be part of the WWE. They can do this stuff because they have the ability to take these camera crews out there and do extra segments that would be that are great to just watch whether it is randomly at a catering table in a parking lot in the on the tarmac for a plane this allows them to be creative and i hope they continue with it um i'm liking that our truth has had it but overall like i, I want to see more people touch it i was glad to um see uh Drake actually get it. He he ended up winning it off of our truth, but uh, our truth ended up back. He's still the winner. He ended up uh, crashing poor Drake's uh, wedding to get it. Um, but prior to that, there was another great um, kind of a part of I believe it was Matt. no, actually it was probably Raw, but uh, Truth being locked in one of those road cases. Um, and him kind of yelling throughout Carmella, kind of saying it is the only way to for you to be safe or whatever. And Jinder actually coming by and hearing, but it's still being locked, the, the road case. And him pretending he's Carmella and just seeing Jinder do something different and actually kind of joke around. It was just great to see. And just the 24-7 belt in general. Yeah, I totally agree. I definitely think the 24-7 belt is something the creative team is getting right <laughs> uh, here. Um it, I think it's just really fun to see. I wasn't sure about it to begin with, but um, like you said, just it, taking it out of the ring and taking it into these fun little scenarios. And I think, I'm hoping maybe it's allowing the, the wrestlers to show off more of their creative side. Yeah. And it's also giving like a, a, a platform for the, the middle of the group kind of folks on the, the rosters to, to have some FaceTime. Like who could have imagined to see that much of Drake um who is just a 205 gm like that's all drake uh, magic <laughs> maverick has been up to this point but uh, it's great to see him to have won the belt and unfortunately lose it i'm glad that it wasn't during the wedding and it was actually at the reception because that would have kind of like being like i say, think he was like walking down the aisle after they was, just gotten hitched yes like it, but there were he was walking into that extra place for uh the reception at least i hope like I, I couldn't imagine you and i being married and uh suddenly people from my work kind of <laughs> crashing it and uh getting in the middle but uh yeah all right um yeah that's that's a good one definitely a great one to mention uh so my next um quick list thing or something that i'm kind of keeping an eye on is the relationship that's now formed between alexa bliss and nikki cross um, so Alexa's back to in-ring in wrestling, uh, which is great. And, you know, Alexa's always had it. She's always come up with these like little friendships that have always fallen out before. Nia Jax, Mickey James. Um, there's probably been some other ones. I, I, it's happened with a lot of people. And I really, really hope it doesn't happen with Nikki but it's kind of looking like it might go that way. I really love Nikki. I think she's a great wrestler. I would love to see her get more action and more FaceTime. And it being Alexa's little sidekick right now is is the way to go. Um, then so be it. But I think one, or, one of two things are probably going to happen. There's going to be a big blowout and Nikki's going to kick her butt <laughs> somehow. Or, you know, it... It, they might become a tag team thing. You never know. I mean, those yeah. those are my thoughts. Alexa's maybe a little bit too much of a heel to, for that, but um, you never know. See, me personally, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, the, what exactly is their bond? I, I've always seen Nikki as this kind of over-the-top, just excited person to go out there. And... Maybe this is seeing who she is really as a person, but it really did come out of, they're all talking about how they've been helping each other for so long, but we've seen this for three, four weeks now. This doesn't, it's something out of left field. It hasn't been something that is built up between the two of them. It doesn't feel, and like you said, this has happened before. Mm -hmm. it, it, and we know this is uh, Alexa's MO to kind of build up these relationships where she gets the best out of it, but we didn't even see a buildup of this relationship. Even with Mickey, it seemed like there was more interaction between the two of those. And Nikki, though, 
she just seems wide eyed and just like super I don't know bubbly she, and well, almost it's weird fake. to see her demeanor now because she you know she plays like kind of like this crazy character but yeah like I think we mentioned before when she's like backstage with Alexa she's kind of like more done up like yeah, <laughs> with it, more makeup hair more put together and kind of she kind of has like this like like more sweetheart demeanor like yeah. oh Alexa no one likes me can you be my friend and it's it's weird I don't know maybe they're trying to change her character I it, it, it's it, almost it, like and and not to get like super like geeky wrestler person but it's almost like the kayfabe the fake side of things and then the real side, the, the shoot side of things. So is, this is the real Nikki for real. And then she's a character out there. And this is the backstage of the show that goes on. They normally don't accept that. It's supposed to be the person, like the characters out there, the characters back here too. There is no, like you don't see Braun say, oh, that was a great match. I love pushing that over. When he's in the background, no. He's still Braun, ready to fight people. It's just... I think that's why it's confusing. Yeah. You know, that's why I feel like it might be more than just the same old Alexa MO. At least I hope so, but I don't know if I really want Nikki to lose her character. I don't know. I'm torn. It, it's something yeah. it's something I'm watching out for. I am at, at the best I am hoping that this is a Miss Jekyll. I think we've said it before. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde type situation where she is um, just one side, and, and it's still a crazy thing, but I don't know. I do miss her on Saturday. I miss her trying to ask people to play with. I can't do a Scottish accent. <laughs> I, I won't do her uh, disjustice like that. Uh, next up, and uh, my final spot for uh, the quick list, is uh, my excitement for AEW. Um, AEW in general, um, just seeing that competition for the wwe they're feeling that heat they're they're trying to do and they're failing right now but they still have a chance they have so much talent so much money so much uh creativeness in that back like area to to pull this out of this kind of tailspin that they're in like without a doubt they and and i guess i'm talking more about wwe when my excitement supposed to be for AEW, but they're leading to this happening with the the WWE and them kind of having their backs to the wall and trying to see what they can do. But at the same time, AEW, they are doing things the right way. They are focused on getting um, input from the, the wrestlers, basically. Not just throwing writers at um, these storylines, but trusting the wrestlers to know who their characters are, to find the matches that they want, and... As things as small as promos, you you may not think it's a big deal, but we have a promo from Ricochet, like his intro music, rather not a promo. Uh, his intro music has freaking bouncing bullet sounds, like the old west. It's just weird. It's like pew pew. Like it's just weird. Uh, it. But when it comes to AEW, uh, recently uh, one of their guys, uh, two of the guys, it was one of their tag teams, wanted to do a new entrance thing, and Cody. Gave his input, but it was more so to make it more their style. It was like, yeah, you should do a little more over the top for this area. Like, I want to see that. Um, but this whole renaissance of just independent, and I know it's been multi years that it's been like going on, but this is at its peak. This is going to be a new show uh, coming up. It's going to be multiple pay per views. Um, all out, sold out in less than 15 minutes. That is amazing. That is like, and granted, it, it, there's been bigger shows that, that have had bigger numbers, but by comparison, this is the quickest wrestling show that has ever sold, ever in the history. And it's just amazing. I'm excited to see where they go with this. And they're just young, scrappy, and hungry. Um, yeah, you know, I think they might really hit their stride. Um, you know, when they get on television, weren't you the one telling me they're going on TNT? I mean, I think that's really when they're going to, um, you know, pick up, pick up some mileage there. And, you know, and we've talked about before, you know, with AEW versus WWE, you know, from our perspective, it's more like 
WWE's like, you work for us, you do what we tell you to do, end of story. With AEW, it seems like, yeah, you work for us, but what do you want to do? Okay, great, let us give you some pointers on how to make it better. Yeah, yeah, that's what excites me about AEW, too. Like, it's that emphasis on let's do this together let's find a way and i'm hearing it for the wwe but not from the main product it's nxt it's um recently there was a story from road dog he's one of the guys who was on smackdown one of the producers he's an older wrestler um and he went down to nxt and he's there with hunter kind of continuing to build this just fantastic promotion on their own but it, it it's a lot it lines up a lot with uh aw's kind of mentality uh the story goes with uh, road dog is he was producing the the roderick strong versus matt riddle uh match that was at the the most recent takeover uh, fantastic match it was hard hitting um but what he said he went to these two younger wrestlers and he told them i'm an old guy who got by by just ducking clotheslines wiggling my hips a little and and that's it and that's all i had to do you guys are a different story i'm not here to tell you what to do you tell me what you're going to do tell me your story and i'm going to figure out how to film this the best way and that's what AEW is doing it's finding out you tell us what you're going to do we're going to go from there and uh, see what we can do and, and i'm excited for uh what they can bring us yeah. over the next few months yes super super exciting Okay, um, lastly, uh, my little list, and Rich, you alluded to it earlier, was the wild card rules <laughs> that have been going on. And honestly, you know, at every SmackDown, every Raw that comes out, like, oh, so-and-so showed up. Ooh, he's taking advantage of the wild card rules. Honestly, to me, it seems like an excuse to just not really have anyone on a dedicated brand because I can't keep it straight (laughs) at all. And at the end of the day, I just, I don't care who's on what brand. I watched way back when, when there wasn't all this separation. As long as there's good storylines and good wrestlings, I I don't think it matters, (laughs) You, you know? So... I don't know. This is one of my, it's just a nitpicky thing, I guess. It's just kind of annoying to me. Like, if you don't want to have, you know, people on a dedicated brand, just say so. But I, I don't know if they feel locked into it because they had that, um, what was it, that draft a few years ago? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it's because the, the one brand is moving to a different... Um, spot yeah, where moving over to Fox. Uh, yeah, moving so over to Fox. Yeah. So you know they they might get a lot more views that way. Who knows? Yeah, I I agree. Um, this watered down version of what they could be is just boring. Like it is seeing the same exact thing happen one night and then happen again the next night with just some new stuff happening that second time around. It shouldn't be that way. Yes, mix them up. Do whatever you want. Have whoever you want. But have different people. Make sure everyone's getting some time. And it not just being a showcase for this other show. I'm sure that Fox isn't going to want USA's content on their side. They're going to want SmackDown to be its own show. It be this, whatever it is, whether it's a kinetic fast-hitting show or whether it is more sports-like and it looks almost like boxing whatever they decide to do with smackdown give it a personality so that we see something different or even if it is ongoing storylines let it not be the same Mm storylines we there needs to be some character and some originality some kind of uh, just purpose to the show rather than because I I loved SmackDown. It was my favorite show. And what is it now? It, it's a, a rerun show. It's a recap show, basically, every single freaking week. It, I don't know. And I agree 100% that it is just an excuse to, um, I, I guess, because they're not sure where they want to go. So if they have everyone on every show, they can rely on those big names to, to always get the same exact at least base level of uh, interest from the crowd. Um, But that's pretty much it. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But that's our quick list. Um, It's kind of six items that have kind of stood out 
to us over the the last few weeks of wrestling and kind of what we feel uh, needs kind of fixing and the things that we've liked and enjoyed um, of these goings on. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Crapple versus Grapple uh, little contest, or not contest, but a game uh, that I made up uh, last show and it kind of went over well. So uh, we're going to be looking to do it again. And what I have in front of me right now is my very own list of um, some real grapples. And, and I'm some, trying not to look at it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, some uh, crapple grapples. Uh, <laughs> these are uh, grapples that I've made up myself for more so wrestling moves. Grapples are kind of submissions. And this is just a list of wrestling moves that uh, may or may not be real. And uh, we'll see uh, how Heather does uh, with this list. I'm sorry. Uh, Miss Honey in the Bank herself, the <laughs> Empress of Belts. Um, okay, uh, so this uh, week's Crapple versus Grapple starts off with the Victory Star Drop. Once again, the Victory Star Drop. The Victory Star Drop? Yep. Crap. Crapple. Nope. This is a grapple. And it is kind of a jumping off uh, the, the ring post move. Um, Who does it? I didn't, actually, I, didn't, I didn't write down, but it's a well-known move. Not to me, maybe not to you either, but okay. it is a real one. Uh, next up, we have the inverted ice climber. Crapple. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's one that I made up. I thought it sounded cool, but it is not. Uh, the fallen heel kick. Um, grapple. It is a crapple. Oh! Two back-to-back crapples made by myself. Um, <laughs> the fallen heel kick in my eyes would be something off the top rope and kind of spinning and kicking someone in the head, but nope. <laughs> it's not real. Um, next up is the bonsai drop. Grapple. It is a grapple uh, done by Yokozuna, uh, one of the the Inoue family. Uh Another cousin of Roman. Roman. Um, next up is the bread basket combo. Mm. Grapple. It is a crapple. <laughs> yes. It, Bad. <laughs> bread basket is something known by a lot of the older uh, wrestling commentators. When you get a punch to the stomach, they would say, punch to the bread basket. Looks like it got him. Um, but no, that's a crapple. There's no such thing. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, next up, we have the Irish curse. Grapple. It is a grapple. Done, yeah. Done by Mr. Seamus himself. Um, next up, we have the sparkle splash. Grapple. It is a grapple. Yeah. It's actually one of your favorite uh, wrestlers' older moves when she was a face. Miss Alexa Bliss. I was just going to say Alexa. Yep, her twisted bliss. That's what it used to be. This good old sparkle splash. Uh, next up, we have Submission Supremo. Mm, crapple. That is a crapple. Roll now. <laughs> the gory special bomb. Gory special mm-hmm. Crapple. It is a grapple. Mm. Um, it's known for Gory uh, Guerrero. Um, it's kind of a, a vicious uh, bomb-like move where they kind of picks up and kind of face busts the guy in, onto uh, the mat. Uh, last one is the Mambo Drop. Grapple. It's a crapple. Yeah. Uh, Mambo number five was on my mind for some odd reason earlier, so I... Uh, I got five right. Yeah, that's not bad. Out of how many? Ten. So you're 50% good. Mm-hmm. But that other 50% sucks. <laughs> um, that's it for uh, this week's Crapple or Grapple. Uh, Heather did pretty good. especially did better since... than last time. Yeah. Um, I did throw in some easy ones, I would say. Mm-hmm. But you still got them wrong. Mambo drop? What? Mambo number five. I did throw in hard ones. Uh, I thought you... I didn't think you would get the Irish curse, but... 
I think after like all the other ones, I was just thinking, mm-hmm. no. You have to do better about mixing them up. Uh, okay, that brings us to our predictions for stomping grounds. Dun, dun, dun. These boots are made for mediocre wrestling. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, um, so first up, um, our this is our kind of a point system. We'll be going back and forth. Um, just a random list of the matches for the show, and. This is for the title, the Wrestle This title, um, as you heard at the beginning of the show. Uh, Heather is the Empress of Belts, uh, Miss Honey in the Bank herself. These are two titles that she had given herself because um, she's won the last two times. She's uh, done great with our predictions and kind of has a, a little run going. We'll see if I, I might be able to steal the, that title away from her this time around. Uh, just like that lazy uh, three-eyed raven over in uh, Westeros. Uh, stole, uh... Anyways, uh, <laughs> next uh, that's it. Uh, we'll be uh, going into predictions now. Uh, first up on the the card, we have Roman versus Drew. Um, this is two kind of the same styles of wrestlers going against each other, but I enjoy Drew a little more because I haven't seen what he can do. Roman's just been there constantly, um, and I've seen what. Roman can do. I, I know he's a different version of himself right now, kind of a little more laid back. But when you get down to it, I, I want to see what Drew can give us kind of being up there. And this will be a nice stepping stone to kind of give him a a break to like you beat Roman. That That's a big deal. He is a big dog for a reason. And he's he's a constant winner. And to see someone else kind of challenge him, um, it should be a good match. I'm hoping at least we'll see. Um, and he also has Shane. Unfortunately, like our whole problem as one of our uh, quick list items, um, Shane's kind of over the WWE's over reliance on Shane um, might show its head here and him actually help Drew. So that's the reason why I chose Drew to win. You know, I have the exact um, same sentiments. Um, I did pick Drew to win as well. I don't love that he's playing Shane's little lackey right now and I. Really hope that doesn't play too much into the match, although it probably will. Uh, but from what I've seen from Drew, I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, I think he's a big man, but he can do some high-flying moves, and you don't see big, tall men do that a lot of the time. So I think it would be nice for him to get the spotlight this time. Like you said, it's not, it's not a title match or anything, but I think he needs to get some love. I, I would like to see him go out on his own. What was he? He was Dolph's sidekick. Now he's Shane's sidekick. But yep. maybe it was like, hey, like I beat Roman. And then maybe it would be like, I can beat you, Shane. Like maybe something else could look at me. I just make all, all these storylines. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I think he just feels like a henchman and that's all he's been used. I, I want to see what that that kind of they call him a psychopath let's see that side let's see if i actually do something rather than for someone else kind of go off mm-hmm. uh, yeah so next up we have the new day which will be big e and woods versus ko and Sami Zayn. um we've seen a lot going on between these two groups uh, a lot of promos a lot of trash talking back and forth um you know Big E's just come off an injury which is back from an injury which we're happy to see and I don't know like it's almost like I feel like there's so much I feel like this match they've like really really focused on this last couple of weeks like this whole beef that they have between each other. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it's combined with Kofi and what he has going on, but it just seems like all New Day, all Kale, all Sammy, all the time to me. Um, but I did, especially like the New Day, I picked Kale and Sammy to win this one. I just, I just got a feeling. I know they're playing the heel. I'm not the biggest fan of Sammy, but I do like Kale. So, I think it would be a, a pretty good twist 
if they were to take this one home. Yeah, um, it, it was a hard choice for me between the, the two. Um, personally, I have enjoyed uh, Kale and Sam. Like, the two of them together, like, Sammy is just a little too much on his own. But Kevin kind of almost reels it in for him. Because Kevin's amazing. Kevin's amazing on the mic. He is... The fact that he's doing the stunner, there's a reason why he deserves to do the stunner. He can be that Austin type of the authority figure, kind of a flipper offer, uh, the 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 guy ready to kind of speak his mind and puts it all out there. He is an amazing wrestler. He is, like you were talking about with Drew, that, that high flyer out of someone you don't expect to be. Um, Ko throws himself around like he is a a hundred pounds less than he actually is. Um, but I, as much as I have enjoyed seeing Kevin and Sammy again, I'm going to give it over to the new day. They really can't go wrong. Um, they, they've, I don't know. With Biggie being out so long, I, I, I'm guessing I feel they would probably want to, to see him continue to win and, and them kind of, get some of their momentum back that that they've kind of been running but mostly we'll like i said it was a hard choice I, it could have it could easily go either way for me uh when it came to these two um with that next up we have the team of daniel bryan versus well daniel bryan and rowan versus heavy machinery this is a match that i'm not really sure about this is a match that has um two Great competitors and one amazing competitor and a, a good competitor between Rowan and uh, Brian because <laughs> so they like even the, out yeah they, yeah they, they they kind of get the, <laughs> I I adore Daniel Bryan as a wrestler but there's been kind of rumblings that he's looking to get out of uh, wrestling possibly very soon um, we all know that his his body is has been through a lot and I don't blame him especially with there's uh, other information that also came out with uh, Nikki, um, how she actually had uh, some kind of a situation with her brain. When that's uh, a reason why, yeah, um, and that's a reason why the her and her sister had to pull out of wrestling, basically. So I, it wouldn't be surprising to see uh, Brian kind of go uh, very quickly behind him. Um, that's why I'm choosing heavy machinery. I think it'd be a great way for them to kind of um, make that belt more of a middle tier belt rather than it being um, because it's freaking Daniel Bryan with a, a tag team belt. He should be winning every single time, no matter what, unless it's the Usos or um, New Day. There should be no reason why they drop that belt. So that's the reason why I think a quick win for every machinery, give a little rub to uh a fairly new team from NXT. Fingers crossed. I think it's more of a hopeful pick for me than an actual thing that might happen. So we'll, we'll have to just see. Yeah, you you never know. Um, I, you know, I feel the same way. You know, Daniel Bryan's an amazing character. I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, amazing wrestler. I don't love the character right now that right. he he's playing. Um, and I always thought Rowan was a an odd matchup, you know. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. For him, uh, I I as well picked Heavy Machinery uh, to win this. Um, I've always kind of liked Heavy Machinery. Um, they're just like these two big burly men, but okay. they're they're out there doing it. And when that what is it Dozer that does that worm? Yes. Like I love that. <laughs> like I think that is. So fun to watch. They just act weird. <laughs> of any team that feels like an 80s throwback, it's them. them. <laughs> and I can see Vince's old ass in the back laughing his ass off when he sees Dozer do the worm. Or the, I, He's been doing this, and it's not sexual humping. It's not like Big E's kind of thrusting. But Dozer's been doing this just weird, very quick thrusting of his hips. It's just hilarious. And... I, you need that kind of levity, and I think they could. It'd be great to see them kind of take the belt. Like, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it would just be fun. Yeah. It, it would be fun to see them. I think they're they're fun to watch. Again, yeah, we'll, we'll see. 
So next up we have Samoa Joe and Ricochet for the United States Championship belt. You know, I'm really surprised. I don't I don't think this match got a lot of traction at all. I don't even remember anything particular leading up to this match at all. Um, which is surprising because I think both of them are really great wrestlers and it's gonna be a fun mat match to watch. Um but you know me, I I could watch Ricochet all day. <laughs> so I did think him to win. I'm not sure if he will. It might be too soon for him to actually win a belt, but I I'd love to see him win that belt. Yeah, uh, great minds think alike. <laughs> I chose Ricochet as well. Um, this should be a good match. Um, the two of them are at the top of their game, and without a doubt, they're two different styles of wrestling that... I don't think we'll clash. I think, if anything, it'll be a David and Goliath type thing of uh, Samoa trying to slow Ricochet down and him not being able to do so. Ricochet should be able to get enough offense in to make this an exciting match where I'm sure there'll, there'll be tons coming out of uh, Samoa Joe because he's just amazing and hard-hitting and um, I, I know that the two of them are going to put on a absolute just barn burner just match between the two of them. And when it comes up to it, this is a dream match. This it really is, is. Yeah, like these are two folks who have been in the business for a while and have big names for themselves. And this should be, like, if given the time and everything, a, a good thing for us as uh, fans of wrestling to kind of see these great names kind of clash and, and see they what can do. And I'm sure that Ricochet is going to look amazing with that belt around his belly. I mean, like, well, yeah. And even, like, looking at this card, like, right now, like, it, that's probably one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, probably. Like, and it was probably the one that has been the least showcased. Yeah, like you said, and, and maybe that circles the kind of problem with them with the creative thing. Why hasn't this match actually been given this almost like big fight feel of a, a boxing match or something? And, oh, in this corner we have the, the big Samoan versus the whatever. And it's just unfortunate, too. But at the same time, we get to watch it happen. Mm -hmm. So this is what having a big roster should be it should be matches like this constantly you should be excited to see oh where's alistair black we haven't seen him but we should be excited to see him participate those type there's so many and once it does happen i guess we will be excited and we'll be able to see it but i don't know i, I i'm glad to see it i'm hoping for the best but like you said it it kind of just shows that why wasn't there any build up to what could be a fantastic match uh, next up, we have Bailey versus Alexa. Uh, this has been a awkward mess, at least in my eyes, uh, leading up to this. It's been a lot of uh, coffee-focused storyline done um, on Alexa's part with her either awkwardly stealing coffee from uh, her friend, her best friend now. I, I don't know what they are, Alexa and, and Nikki. <laughs> But, uh, or maybe she's an intern. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Nikki was hired onto Raw as an assistant for Miss Bliss. And I don't know. I really don't know. But, um, personally, I, I am excited that Bailey is still, she still has that belt and she's still being different. It's not that hugger. It hasn't been anything happy. She's, she's been throwing heat out there. She's been being that kind of Becky from NXT, that four horsewomen Becky, Becky, I'm Bailey. sorry, uh, Bailey. Um, but this is what I want to see. This is the, that I want to be excited to see Bailey again because Bailey is an amazing wrestler who, um, has been saddled with a gimmick when she came up to the WW to the, the main roster, but I know that she can break out of it and it feels like she's on the cusp of doing so and just kind of, in the same way that Becky did, kind of capturing the WWE in a different way. They're all great women who know what their characters are or who know what wrestling is. They know how to use that crowd and, and get there. Like, Bailey's going to be a kind of, I would say, a face more than anything that's just like 
excited person that knows how to wrestle and isn't afraid of, to fight it. Almost like, I guess, John Cena. We have one that's Austin and Becky and one that's Cena and Bailey. And I feel that's what Bailey can be is that that drink your milk kind of a model, that role model. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm excited. And uh, the person I'm choosing for this because of that is Bailey, of course. Um, I'm sure there there's going to be some dodgy stuff done by either Nikki or Alexa. But in a way, I'm, I'm hoping maybe Nikki might just... Switch sides then? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Turn. Um, and realize who she actually is and not want to be a Drew McIntyre to uh, another henchwoman for uh, Alexa to to kind of use and abuse. Right. Uh, yeah, I actually did. I also picked Bailey. I just, you know, Alexa also just came back from an injury or something. I just don't, I don't think she really deserves the belt really but I was thinking um I don't you know with these wild card rules and not everyone here and there I don't think I've ever really seen Alexa and Bailey in a match against each other before um I don't know in the past oh well, um, yeah probably like maybe before I was past. watching yeah like um when it was when Bailey was trying to win the belt to begin with. It was a while ago. It wasn't this time with the belt. It was because the they've been in like different brands for so long. So that's it... yeah. They I remember them doing like kendo sticks at one point. It was a lot of like back and forth. So, but it's been a while. But yeah, I, I mean, I like I think you know when Sasha was around, I felt like her and Bailey were kind of this team. But I think Sasha really kind of stole uh, the spotlight and got a lot of the individual you know events that happened so i'm just i'm happy to see bailey like come into her own and be her own person and her own character well uh speaking of sasha um it actually recently came out that uh she might be on her way back into the ring for the wwe and if so that would be a great person for bailey to fight against like Sasha coming back and kind of being that that doing what uh, Dolph is doing, but in a better way. No. That the whole it should have been me type thing. Um, but I, I I love Bailey. I, I I think she it's not just because she's a fellow Latina, but it's there's just something about her that she just puts so much effort and it's great. Just like with Becky to finally see her get the attention and the the spotlight that she yeah. deserves. So hopefully she'll win. Yeah. Uh, so next up we have Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you know, you mentioned it before. You think Lacey's a little, you know, being pushed a little too much. And I agree. Um, I also, I, I just say, I think these two ladies put on some really great promos together just because they are so polar opposite of each other. You know, we have this, you know, Irish last kicker. You have like this sassy Southern Belle. I mean, it, it but it works. I've enjoyed seeing the promos um, with them. But I just, I can't see Becky losing this. Like, I just, I can't see it. I can't see it happening <laughs> at all. What do you think? Um, personally, I, I would have to go with Becky uh, when it came to this. Um, this While you say that you've enjoyed the promos, me personally, mm-hmm. um, the promos weren't bad. Like you said, it, it's great to see the chemistry between the two of them. And they are kind of polar opposites. Um, but Miss Southern Discomfort... When she comes to actually in the ring, she's terrible. There is... So her finishing move, the the women's right, mm-hmm. is what? A punch. Yeah. That is her special. finisher. Yeah. Why does she miss it? Why does she almost hit the wrestler that she's trying to fake hit? Why does she miss the wrestler completely sometimes? It's a punch. I can understand someone like, say, Seth. And his... Spinning knee to the face, kind of missing, and um, the the um, 
I don't know. A lot of other wrestlers with these complicated moves hit their moves almost every single time. And she can't hit a punch. Yeah, Lacey Evans might be okay in the, the in the promo ring. But when it comes to the actual ring, they, she needs to work on some stuff. Or maybe just the chemistry right now. She's not really sure of herself. I don't know what it is. But rather than her doing her little spin top thing of coming to the ring and then accidentally... and Not accidentally, but just turning around and leaving thing... Went on too long, and she should have been actually practicing a little more. It feels like, at least, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Especially, it, it, it is a weak move. And as I was thinking, um, didn't Becky actually take a women's right from Nia Jax like six months what? ago? <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up. Well, she, she did. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. What was it that? Um, what was it? Money in the Bank when she had her match, and that was when Becky lost the, Smack, the SmackDown belt. Um, I mean, yeah, I just I, I was really looking for what everyone else sees in her wrestling there, and it wasn't terrible for me, but it wasn't like overwhelmingly great at all. No, it feels like you just fell in love with her look, and that was it, and maybe her promo that she was yeah, able her to. Promos are yeah. Good. I don't know. There just—it seems like there's a good amount of work. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, next up, we have Kofi versus Dolph. Um, this has been—I don't know—lackluster, and it's only because of Dolph, and that's—I know—a personal choice. But Dolph has said this same run-on thing of him wanting what he doesn't deserve. He. Just because you feel you deserve something doesn't mean you actually do. It's just a self-entitled thing. And it's not even an exciting um, kind of heel thing to do. It's just whiny. I don't want to see whiny heels. I want someone to show me why they deserve it. I want someone like Drew who who shows how he's a psychopath and beats someone up and say, that's why I deserve a, a chance at the belt. I want to see that kind of... Uh, heel person rather than just what Dolph has done over and over and over again his last time that he left the WWE that record scratch uh, oh. thing that he was doing that was the same exact storyline it was him complaining that he wasn't getting the focus that he deserves being the show stopper you're not stopping the show yeah you're grinding it to a halt you're making <laughs> it like kind of rough and kind of it makes me want to fast forward it half the time to just get past that just sameness that he constantly brings to the ring even in his wrestling i know he puts a lot out there like dolph you can see him throw himself around in all his matches and he never half asses things but at the same time i wanted there's so many other people that kofi can be fighting we talk about ricochet and samoa Kofi could be doing the same thing, just visiting all these different people who are amazing wrestlers in their own right, and him showing how his perseverance, his pers just his ability can trump just about anything. But we're stuck with him and Dolph. And that's the reason why I'm I'm gonna go with Kofi because it does not make any sense for anyone to ever choose Dolph to win this match. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I I agree. I mean but here's the thing. I I honestly think Dolph is a good wrestler, but the character that he has been put into completely diminishes his wrestling ability. So it, this is terrible name. Well, <laughs> that, that too. But it's even it. But it, it it was bad before, but now it's even worse. With, it should have been me. Are you kidding me? Right. Is that really his tagline now? And like, it's almost like, I feel like disrespectful to Kofi in a way, you know, just mm -hmm. like, th th I mean, this is a big match. It's in a steel cage too. So, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to focus on, they are two good wrestlers. Yes. I That's what I'm trying to focus on. Yeah. Um, I forgot to say the thing about the cage, and to be honest with you, that it, that is a positive thing. They are great wrestlers put in a cage match. That doesn't happen all the time, and it should be exciting to see the two of them uh, duke it out in, in that kind of area. So they, that is a positive amongst many negatives. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I pick Kofi to win as well. So we'll just 
see what happens there. And finally, we have Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin for the Universal Championship match. And I'm just, I don't know why Baron gets so much attention. I don't understand why this is a match, a Universal title match at all. Um, I did pick Seth to win with that. To me, the only thing that makes sense is if Baron were to win, Brock would cash it at that point. That's the only world in which Baron wins that that would make sense for me. What are your thoughts? True. Um, I personally choose Seth. It's, once again, a no-brainer. Uh, Baron, just like you, uh, Baron Corbin is pretty much what his name is, kind of become with us. It is, they overdid it back when he was the GM and when he was just constantly on TV and they're doing it all over again. I don't know what they see in him, just like you were saying. I, I don't know why we need to see another Baron Corbin match against any of the top stars. Point blank. Once again, we have an amazing wrestler in uh, Seth Rollins. He should be wrestling amazing wrestlers that can show him a match that's different. Like, even if it's just, it doesn't have to be one of the amazing wrestlers. It could be even EC3, something different. Rather than seeing Baron Corbin once again fight one of the best wrestlers in the world that he shouldn't because it's not just been Seth it hasn't just been Roman it, there's been so many different wrestlers that have got had to gone through a some kind of feud with Baron for no reason yeah it's not a match I'm excited about and without that it has to be Seth Seth has to get the belt um I'm not sure if there will be a cash in but uh they do have a stipulation in this match of a guest referee um, so we figured that we would use that as our tie-breaking uh, kind of a prediction, just in case we do tie up in the rest of the points for uh, the predictions we had. This way, uh, we'll have one question where we have two different answers for uh, when it comes to uh, who will be that guest referee. My choice is the Money in the Bank winner, Brock. I think it makes sense to see him sinisterly kind of be in that ring. I can see him in the black and white kind of doing his bouncing thing, his Jimmy John dance. Haunting Seth at the same <laughs> yeah. time. I, yeah. I think it might be fun to kind of see him uh, be a referee, actually, to see his big frame kind of uh, counting out to 10 when they're they're doing too much, or not at all. It could be that it, it, there's a lot of room for there to go with storyline for him being a referee um, him not actually calling the match and just letting him do. But that would be my choice for uh, the tie-breaking uh, question. Yeah, uh, who I picked was Kurt Angle. And it just kind of like came to mind. No special reason, you know, except him and Baron have had a lot of beef in the in the past. And I don't know. I just love seeing Kurt Angle. So, <laughs> so I, I, I thought it was a, a decent choice. Yeah, I think that's an interesting choice. And there's a, a possibility. You never know. Um, I'm really not sure who else they would choose, though. There's not many, like, storyline thoughts that, that kind of make sense um, mm. for what's going on, really. No. Uh, maybe Bobby Lashley was another one that I kind of regret not choosing, but we'll see. It's it's not an exciting match. Um, I know Seth always puts on great matches, but this is a Raw match. This is not a pay-per-view match at all. Um, I really hope it's not the main event either like it really ugh. uh anyways that's this week's wrestle this podcast um i'm sorry to end it on a downer note but it, we're both excited for what wrestling is right now um i know personally it's with AEW, but i am excited to see uh the wwe have their back to the wall and see what they come up with see what um new things just like with the 24 7 belt um those types of things might hopefully happen all because they feel the heat behind them kind of coming up. Um, any thoughts that you'd like to leave us on? Um, no, I mean, just uh, some more sentiments that, you know, we're not down on wrestling. I feel like we, maybe we did a fair share of whining, you know, on in this episode, but a little bit too we, much dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> topic but no but that's why we're here you know and that's you know we wouldn't do this podcast if we didn't love talking about wrestling and 
how it's going and where it's going and our thoughts. Yeah. Um, thank you, as always, for tuning in to our show. Um, you can catch us on at WrestleThisPodcast.com, WrestleThis2 on Twitter, and WrestleThisPodcast on Facebook. You have a great week. Take care.